This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 120 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with two stories about men who made some bad decisions while they were high. It's going to be a fun one, not to point out the obvious, but I am suffering from a cold here, so try not to get too aroused by my sexy smoldering voice, or do. Doesn't matter to me. But the show must go on, right? So let's get into it. But first, a couple silly jokes to set the mood. What do you call a paraplegic who self-medicates with drugs and gambling? A high roller. (laughs) Oh yeah, baby. Next. Why did the ghost go to rehab? Because he was addicted to the booze. everybody hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as i serenade you with a couple tales of low-level true crime and don't worry my friends i promise it'll be a fun trip Episode number 120, Because I Got High. I enjoy alcoholic beverages, and maybe even the occasional gummy, when I feel like taking a walk on the wild side. But that's it for me. I have a hard enough time tackling my day-to-day responsibilities while I'm sober. If I added hard drugs into the mix, forget about it. I wouldn't get anything done. I don't know how some people do it, and are still able to function in society. I guess most of them can't. Instead, they find trouble. At least the ones that wind up on this show do. Okay. Our first incident takes place in Murfreesboro, which is a city in the state of Tennessee. There is a report of a disturbance at the Southern, which is an apartment complex. And Officer Eric Nelson is the lucky man who was first to arrive on the scene. Before we get into all that, let's talk about the Southern. According to their website, it's a nice place. Escape to the Southern Apartments, a secluded multi-million dollar renovated community just off Las Casas Pike. Our apartments for rent in Murfreesboro, Tennessee offer the comfort and friendliness of an old-fashioned neighborhood, along with the conveniences that make life easier. Your apartment home offers a range of different styles along with a washer and dryer, ceiling fans, and self-cleaning oven. Well, la-dee-da. A professional website can make anything sound good, so I wanted to hear from the people that actually live there. And they give mixed reviews. 
Pam left this glowing five-star just two months ago. Absolutely wonderful place. Beautiful landscaping, great floor plan, easy access to unit. Great experience that I have had living at the Southern. Eric, on the other hand, gave this one star. We moved in three months ago, and they're false advertising bad. They said it's luxury living and great place to raise a family. There are so many problems with our apartment, and especially the spiders. We keep finding them in bed with us. And the office said they can't spray for spiders. What a joke. And maintenance has to constantly come back to fix the same thing over and over again, after they said it was fixed the first time. And the neighbors are the worst. The first night we moved in, the neighbors were having a huge party with loud music till 4 a.m. They were in the breezeway by our door all night yelling and drinking and keeping us up all night. And we have a three-year-old. And my fiancé's pregnant. I regret ever moving here. $919 a month is ridiculous for these apartments. I would really think twice before moving here. Okay, $919 a month actually sounds quite cheap. Mind you, this review is from five years ago. That was a while back. But this incident also takes place a while back. Six years ago. In early November of 2017. Like I was saying, Officer Eric arrives at the apartments. And this is a little before 1 a.m. on a Saturday night. Right away we got trouble. He approaches a man wandering around the parking lot. And this man is 20-year-old Samuel Haas. The strange thing about him is that he's naked. Naked and knowledgeable. Because when the officer asks him what he is up to, he drops this philosophical line on him. We are all molecules, man, that are going to fly away. Oh, that's deep. The officer, who's still in his vehicle, asks Samuel another question. And this time, he's not beating around the bush. Just, what type of drugs are you on tonight, sir? Samuel slyly replies, Nothing, before bolting the heck out of there. Officer Eric follows in his squad car, and when he catches up to Samuel quite easily, he asks him, a third question now. Is there anything I can help you with, son? Samuel gets a little aggressive now. He says there's nothing you can do for me, but I'll give you everything I got. At this point, the officer has heard enough. He didn't like Samuel's threatening tone, so he steps out of the vehicle and tells the naked man that he's going to place him under arrest. Samuel is all like, I don't think so, and takes off running again. And we have ourselves a good old-fashioned foot chase. This chase goes for a while, maybe a hundred feet or so, until Samuel starts to tire out. But instead of giving up, he makes a bold move. He stops, clenches his fists as if he's ready to throw down, and now the hunter has become the hunted. Samuel steps toward the startled officer who manages to get out his taser just in time to shoot our naked boy in the chest. Let's get a quote from Deputy Eric Nelson here. He says, After I hit him with the taser... Mr. Haas hunched over, but did not fall to the ground. Instead, he stood straight up, yelled something unintelligible, and began coming toward me very aggressively. So I tased him again. After he hit the ground, Mr. Haas looked at me and stated, Not enough, and then got back to his feet. End quote. Badass. Say what you want about 20-year-old Samuel Haas, but he is one tough son of a gun. He is tased not once, not twice, but three more times until he finally falls to the ground, like a sack of potatoes, and stays there long enough to get handcuffed and placed under arrest. Finally, backup arrives after the threat is over. Great timing, boys. 
and Samuel W. Haas is taken by ambulance to the nearest hospital. It's on the ride over there that he announces he had taken some LSD that evening. That's a shocker. A drug test would later reveal that he also had cocaine and marijuana in his system. Yep, that cocktail of drugs would have anyone making some questionable moves. Unbelievable. Now, I've had a handful of nights in my past where I got blackout drunk and couldn't remember what I'd done the night before. Thankfully, when I was at my worst, I was never approached by a police officer, because who knows what type of altercation could ensue when you're not in the right frame of mind. I'm just imagining Samuel waking up the next morning in a jail cell with a throbbing headache, going, Oh, what the heck happened last night? Then the look of horror on his face when it's revealed to him that while he was high on LSD, cocaine, and marijuana, he decided to go for a walk, naked, in a parking lot, then was chased by a cop, threatened and got into an altercation with that cop, then got tased at least five times before getting arrested. That would sober you up pretty quick. But the worst part for this young man, with no previous criminal record, would be when they told him the charges he was facing. Public intoxication, resisting arrest, and assault. Yikes. Say no to drugs, kids. But if you're going to do them, do them in a safe environment around people you trust. And maybe just do one at a time. Don't be mixing and matching. You know what? I take that back. Don't do them at all. Avoid them at all costs if you can. The heavy ones, at least. (laughs) It may seem like they help you escape your problems, but in the long run, they'll just create more for you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go to the gym? Go for a run? Read a book? Take a nap? I'd probably take a nap. Yeah, definitely take a nap. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? And therapy can help you find what matters most to you, so you can do more of it. It's also helpful for learning positive coping skills, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sounds good, don't it? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Here's what you got to do. Visit BetterHelp.com slash excuse me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash excuse me. I got to tell you about Factor, everybody. Factor is awesome. And they make eating better easy with their delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Do you like to save time? Of course you do. With Factor, every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and ready to go in just two minutes. There's no prep and no mess. The meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no cooking or cleanup necessary. Which is great if you're a person like me, who is always on the go. Eating fast food is fun, but let's face it. It's usually greasy and has become quite expensive. We've done the math, the numbers are in, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, so you can feel good about your choices. So what are you waiting for, Illegalites? Head to factormeals.com slash excuse me, that's illegal 50, and use code excuse me, that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. That's code excuse me that's illegal 50 at factormeals.com slash excuse me that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. On that note, let's move on to our second story. And this one takes place in the state of New Jersey. We're in Lakewood, which is a township, 
And not just any township, the most populous township in Ocean County. Apparently, I don't know what a township is, because to me it just sounds small and cozy. But Lakewood has a population of 135,158 people, at least according to the 2020 census. So it's pretty large. But is it safe? Sort of. Let's check in with our friends over at NeighborhoodScout.com to find out more. Okay. Lakewood receives a 50 on the crime index, meaning it's safer than 50% of U.S. cities. Smack dab in the middle. Not bad. Chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime are just 1 in 1,542, compared to 1 in 595 for the rest of New Jersey. So pretty good in that regard, but it comes down to the area that you live in. And we all know that even in the nicest of towns, there are good pockets and bad ones. Let's head on over to the Crossroads Manor Apartments, located at 153 East Kennedy Boulevard. This apartment complex sounds like it may be worse than the one we just left. Crossroads Manor Apartments receives a 2.6 star average from 17 Google reviews. Let's see what the tenants are saying over there. One Star Eddie says, Do not move over here. Been living here for eight years. It's been the worst eight years of my life. Every year the rent goes up, but they do nothing to renew the apartments. You can hear every single thing your neighbor is saying. It's never any parking, and if you park the car in the wrong place, they will tow your car. Now for the worst part of them all. It's the management. They all have attitudes and don't care about you. They just want your money. Move anywhere in Lakewood but here. All right. Eddie hates this place. Not enough to move out, but still hates it. Let's see if we can find somebody with a more positive attitude. Nope, we can't. Pompeo the pig also gives one star and says, Horrible apartments. Trash is extremely far, like one block away. No parking spots ever, and no assigned parking. Rent increases whenever they feel like it. Jesus sounds like the same guy. Old appliances, no fire exit. If there's a fire on the second floor... There's no way out. It's a death trap. And no fire extinguisher to fight your way out. Far mailboxes, paper-thin walls. You can literally hear your neighbor snoring. Heat is controlled by the owners, so it's shut off early to save them money. Also next to power lines, so not good for your health or your children's health. If you're wise, steer clear of them. This place is a death trap. Okay. Wow. And this is where we find ourselves. It is 2014. Winter is coming to a close, but it's still cold. March 25th, around 6.30 p.m. on a Tuesday. The cold weather, or lack of heating inside these apartments, doesn't seem to bother one man, so that's nice. This gentleman was seen riding a tricycle through the hallways. Buck-ass naked. The similarities between these two stories are astounding. Naked dudes in apartment complexes high on drugs. I'm getting ahead of myself here, though. Yeah, so there's been a couple complaints about a naked dude on a tricycle, and this wouldn't be that big of a deal. Cute, even, if this was a three-year-old child. But it's not. It's a 31-year-old man by the name of Jermaine Jones. And Jermaine is no stranger to trouble or making bad decisions. He was actually just released from prison four months earlier. Yep, he did a two-year stint in the pen for armed robbery. Anywho, Officer John Maserino arrives on the scene, and he's having trouble locating this guy. Can't find him anywhere. A naked dude on a tricycle should stand out like a sore thumb. I suppose if he puts his clothes back on and got off the tricycle, he would be much more difficult to find. But he didn't. And just as Officer John is about to give up, 
he finds our guy, and he is hiding under a stairwell. Busted. Not only is he still naked and on a trike, he is also chewing on cigarette tobacco and glass. This kind of threw me for a loop, because it keeps getting reported as cigarette tobacco. Like, it's not a big deal if it's chewing tobacco. That's pretty normal. But if he's chewing on, like, a cigarette or loose tobacco, that's just nasty. Oh, and he's chewing on glass, which is the weirdest part by far, I suppose. (laughs) And that's what we should be focusing on. Jermaine was arrested, and he was taken to Kimball Medical Center for the minor cuts, bleeding, and open sores in his mouth. You know, which happens when you chew on glass. Don't try this at home, folks. Leave it to the professionals when the carnival comes to town. Jermaine admitted to the officer that he was high on cocaine. Whenever I'm around people on coke or cocaine, they just usually seem full of energy, alert, wide awake, strong. They think they're invincible. But never doing weird shit like chewing glass. Not to sound like a prude, but I decided to Google the effects of cocaine and found this info on a site called talktofrank.com. A totally reputable site, I'm sure. They say cocaine is a white powder stimulant that is normally snorted or rubbed into the gums. Also called blow, see, chang, charlie, ching, coke, crack, flake, freebase, pebbles, percy, rocks, sniff, snow, stones, toot, wash, or white. I can't wait to impress my pals with all this new lingo. Gonna up my street cred significantly. They go on to say the effects on your body can be a faster heart rate, raised body temperature, you could feel sick and or want to go to the toilet more. Interesting. The raised body temperature explains the nakedness, possibly in both stories, as both men had cocaine, or excuse me, they both had toot in their (laughs) systems. Okay, I'm just gonna stick to calling it coke. I can't pull off these other street terms. Lastly, they describe how you might feel on cocaine. Excited, confident, and or anxious, happy, panicky, or risk-taking. Ah, I suppose the risk-taking covers the glass chewing. It all makes sense to me now. Jermaine would be charged with a disorderly person's offense for public nudity, as well as being under the influence of a controlled, dangerous substance. Oh dear. One more detail I may have missed. Officer John also pointed out that the tricycle Jermaine was riding was a children's version. I thought, ah, yeah, no duh. But then remembered last summer, we were watching fireworks at a park, and this lady in her 50s rolled up in this three-wheeler bike. It was kind of like a chopper. It was really low to the ground and had these really high handlebars. And it was actually pretty cool. It made me laugh. There were 15 comments left on an article from Smoking Gun. Bruce said, Sure looks like a good, clean, honest citizen to me. He is just misunderstood. (laughs) LOL. Jill adds, Driving that train high on cocaine. Train rhymes better than uh, tricycle. Yeah, sure does, girl. And finally, Jack says, Doesn't get better than a nude cocaine-fueled tricycle ride. You know what? That may be true. I suppose there are some things we will just never know. Or maybe, you know what? Screw it. I'm adding this experience onto my bucket list. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 120, Because I Got High. I just love these crime stories when drugs are involved. I guess you could say, I'm addicted to them. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. 
You know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. My apologies. My throat is too sore to hit those high notes like I usually do with perfection. Uh, This week's confession comes in from a listener named Kelsey. Hey, Leroy. I have been listening to your podcast since the beginning. And bitch, you're doing a good job. Aw, thanks, bitch. (laughs) It sounds playful when Kelsey says it. I just sound like I'm being mean. Anyway, she says, I have a story about one of the worst things I've ever done. Please share this on the pod if you think it is worthy. To set the scene, I was headed up to the ski hill to meet some friends for a day of sick pow. I don't ski, but I think that means a fun day on the powdery snow with her friends. Anyway, this ski resort was up a windy, snowy mountain pass that goes along a river. I drove my minivan that had all the back seats taken out, so there was plenty of room for activities back there. Everything was going well until I felt it. The stomach grumble, deep in your bowels, and I knew it was an emergency poo. I had to go, and I had to go bad. Mind you, this mountain pass is only two lanes, with only a few pull-offs here and there to pull over, and definitely no bathrooms along the way. I knew I wasn't going to make it to a proper pooping facility, so I knew I would have to pull over and squat or something. The problem was that there was nowhere to squat, since the snow was many, many feet tall. Panicked, I looked in the back of my car for something to evacuate my bowels into. I saw my medium-sized cooler back there and grabbed some tissues. It turned out to be the perfect size to sort of sit on the edges for a makeshift toilet. Once done, I just closed the lid of my now filled with shit cooler and got back on the road. I had to get to those sick lines of pow. After a sweet day of skiing the tram, I returned to my car, completely forgetting about the poo emergency earlier. Upon opening my car door, the smell hit me like a freight train. I shit in my cooler. I had to get rid of this disgusting mess. So I did what seemed like the best option at this point. I took the entire cooler filled with poop and tissue paper out of my car and placed it in the ski lot and drove away. That cooler probably cost me $40, so I figured I'd take the loss instead of having to deal with that mess. It's been a few years since I did this, and it still makes me laugh, thinking about all the ski bum seasonal workers who are barely old enough to drink, coming upon an abandoned cooler saying, Oh, I wonder if there's any beer in here. Oh, dear God. Thanks for the great podcast. Hope this gave you a laugh. Kelsey in Montana. It certainly did, Kelsey. I've shit in showers, I've shit my pants, I've shit in my car as well, into a brown paper McDonald's bag, but never a cooler. That was a genius idea. I'm jealous. You can sit right on it. It's perfect. But yeah, once you do that, your relationship with that cooler is basically over. There's no more taking it out for picnics. It's trash. Love it. Send your true crime confessions to excusemethatsillegal at gmail.com. And like my friend Kelsey here, you too could have your story played on the air. Follow me on TikTok, Instagram, join the Patreon, all that stuff. Links can be found in the show notes. You know the drill. Before we get out of here, I want to read to you the last part of Kelsey's confession. She said, Also, if you have the time, please shout out my podcast called Wild for Wildflowers. Every other week, my sister and I discuss a new wildflower. It's really fun, and we need all the help we can get. Of course, girl. And I actually subscribed to their podcast a couple days ago, Kelsey and her sister, Tanea. 
are fun. They're likable. It's got some catchy music. They sound great. And while admittedly wildflowers aren't something I really give much thought to, it was still informative and interesting, and I sincerely enjoyed it. You can tell it's a topic they're both passionate about, and they don't take themselves too seriously, which I always appreciate. It didn't feel like a lecture. It just felt like I was hanging with a couple of my gal pals. So please subscribe to them. Just give them a shot if you think that's something you might enjoy. Once again, that podcast is called Wild for Wildflowers. All right, that's all I got for you for now, but you know the drill. Come meet me back here in a couple days, and I'll happily serve you up another hearty helping of soft coarse gum baggery. Peace! (sighs) (coughs) I'm dying. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.